Glasgow's pressure pays off. The Dutton Army go crazy! Glorious goal! Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. I'm asked to give an opinion and I like to give an honest one. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of a huge clash between Celtic and Rangers. Cameron Carter-Vickers has been ruled out of the game but could Leal Abada and Rio Hitati make their returns from injury? Connor Goldson could also be fit but Abdallah Sima is getting ready to head to the African Cup of Nations. There's also four other big fixtures tomorrow including a huge one at the bottom between Motherwell and Livingston. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Jim Duffy and Kenny Miller. Yep, big weekend coming up uh, at both ends of the table actually but uh, obviously all eyes will be on Glasgow and Noel from Derby uh, a real top of the table clash disappointing that Rangers game against Ross County was cancelled because it would have been a real blockbuster if Rangers could have went to Celtic Park won the game and went top of the table uh, for the first time in a while but listen, it's still all we play for and it can it's not going to decide the league but there's real opportunities for Rangers to put a marker down or Celtic really to stamp their dominance and say they're still the champions and it's going to be uh, not easy for Rangers to take that title off them yeah, I mean, Brendan Rodgers looking to keep up a, a, a fantastic record in these type of matches. Um, I think he's got the best record of any manager, uh, you know, Celtic or Rangers. But both teams are depleted. There's no doubt about that. Celtic had the news today that Cam and Carter Vickers will be unavailable. Um, Conor Golson and, and John Lundstrom still be a last minute for Rangers. But there are key players missing for both sides. And this is a test of their squad strength. So for me, it'll be all about you know who handles the occasion tomorrow. Philip Clement has said he's looking forward to it because he's he, he's got no idea how it's going to be, particularly with no Rangers fans there. Yeah, these two are looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, and this is the last chance for you to get your thoughts in because we're on air at twelve tomorrow. So by then, we will know the team news. So let us know who should start for your team. Are you confident? Are you not confident? How are you feeling about going into this game, Celtic fans? Who's going to start at centre back? There's no. Cameron Carter-Vickers do you think Leila Bada and Real Hitati will make some sort of appearance tomorrow Rangers fans what is your midfield going to look like tomorrow let us know 0141 951 1025 or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB but we like hearing from you on the phones 0141 951 1025 both managers speaking today lots of interesting stuff said by both injuries of course is always a big one heading into a game like this Brendan Rodgers speaking today about his situation Cameron Carter-Vickers will not be available for the game how big a a loss is that do you think Kenny? I think it'll be a huge loss for him because I think for the his his time at Celtic he's he's proved the real kind of constant in in that back uh, 
like in the partnership of the, the centre back. So it'll be a big loss. I mean that being said, I mean they went in the first old firm game with Lager Bielka and Scales as the as the two centre backs and again a, a depleted backline uh and, and won the game. So but it, it will be a big loss. I just think his influence on the team and how he steps in, his distribution for the back, he's he's a he's a big player for them, very strong and aggressive defensively as well. So it'll be a big loss equally so with Connor Goals on the other side if, if he was missing. But I expect the Rangers couple of guys like the big ones, Lundstrom and uh, and, and Connor Goldson to be fit and available so if uh, if if Carter Vickers is ruled out listen it's a chance for somebody else to step in and probably Welsh who came on for him at the weekend uh, against Dundee so big opportunity for him Yeah let's hear from Brendan Rodgers on that confirming today that Cameron Carter Vickers not only just out for the game tomorrow but he will miss their game on Tuesday against St Mirren as well however he does have faith in his backup options and talked up Stephen Welsh's recent display against Feyenoord I always think it's an opportunity for, for someone else. Like we, we, we had it in the last game when Gustav and, and Liam Scales had played and, and committed to the team and um, and for the likes of Liam it was the making of him. So uh, so yeah, it's it, it's it's always a uh, a sadness whenever you lose a, a top player. Um but um, but like I say, hopefully it's it's not too too long a time. He'll be back after this uh, after this break and then uh, hopefully can stay clear of injury for the second part of the season. As you've seen, Stephen, we played against Feyenoord and played very, very well. Um, I really liked seeing him. I, I I brought him with me as a young player when I was here first time round, and he's only a kid then, but he's really matured, Stephen. Maybe hasn't played so much as he would have liked, but only because of the, the form of Cam and, uh, and Carl Starfield when he was here. Uh, so that was the challenge for him. But he's always there as a loyal support to play and I know that I can trust him when when I put him in so uh, so if he's the guy that gets the chance to play then uh, I've, I've got every faith that he can perform Yeah, Gustav Lagerbielka got the shout at Ibrooks mm-hmm. when Cameron Carter Vickers without Liam Scales was also playing as well and his Celtic careers really kicked on from then just given the way that quite a few of the Celtic centre-backs careers have gone mm-hmm. since then Gustav Lagerbielka has struggled for game time has struggled to get on the bench at times Mike Navrotsky Nav- has been nowhere yeah. to be seen at times, you go back to that game against Feyenoord, it was Stephen Welsh that got the nod. Do you think it'll be him again tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. I think he's went from about sixth choice centre-back to third choice. And I think that that's, that's I mean, it's, it's a, uh, a fantastic testament to the boy who's just kept his head down, who's stayed in the background, who's waited his opportunity. And I think it's a lesson to to a lot of players. That, you know, if you keep working hard, you never know what can what can happen in football, particularly at big clubs. I mean, we thought uh, Nowaroski and Lagabielka would be the two, they would be you know the options alongside um, Carter Vickers, but that's not been the case. And obviously, even before that, we had uh, Kobayashi, and you know, so there's been a lot of players that have come into Celtic, but none of them. I mean, Nat Phillips we talked about maybe going back to Liverpool. Uh, none of them have, have grabbed the jersey and taken the opportunity and. And, uh, you know, I think that the manager then has to feel confident in that, trust in that player. And he knows Stephen Welsh, as he mentioned, from his first time around. He, he knows what the, the club's about. He knows what the fixture's about. So I think he will definitely get the nod. But Cameron Carter-Vickers' influence isn't just his, his quality on the pitch. It's his influence is, uh, you know, in and around the players. And I think he's helped Liam Scales a lot as well. So I think that will be a miss. And I think that if you're... If you're in the Rangers camp, you definitely look at that team sheet. We know get we mentioned it from the last time, 
But I think if you're Rangers, you're looking at that and think, right, there's got to be an opportunity there um, that uh, there's a, an element that Celtic are weaker. There's no doubt they're weaker without Cameron Carter-Vickers. But Stephen Welsh won't let anyone down with his attitude, that, that's for sure. Can Stephen Welsh look at what happened with Liam Scales at the game at Ibrooks and he put in a good performance and his career has just gone from strength to strength at Celtic since then can Stephen Welsh sort of look at this as a big opportunity if it is him that he can maybe properly kickstart his Celtic career because he's been in and out of squads at time there's been chat about him potentially leaving at times as well whether he see this as an opportunity to potentially sort of make his mark well, well, the interesting thing about it is if he is going to displace anybody, it's probably going to have to be the guy that he's alongside because none of them's taking Carter Vickers' slot. It's as simple as that. Jim's just went on told you how important he is and he, and he absolutely is. So it's, uh, it's no doubt he'll, he'll look at his big partner and probably someone he, he knows really, really well coming through the system and seeing how his career has kick-started after a loan spell at Aberdeen last year. He's now a fixture in the team. And you know what? But he's earned it. He's taken that jersey. He's waited his time and he's taken that jersey with his performance because going back to that last old firm game at Ibrox, he was the, he was the solid one. It was Lagerbielka for me that looked really, really ropey. Hence, that's why Welsh and probably Scales are ahead of them at this moment in time and they probably will start this game tomorrow. So it's an opportunity for him. And you know what? See if it's not to get into this team. It's an opportunity to play in a massive game of football that everybody's going to be watching and the January transfer window's just round the corner. So he could play himself into somebody else's thoughts as well. I think, Andrew, there's three players at Celtic who maybe a, a year or so ago would have thought that their, their Celtic careers might have been over. And there are young ones that come through the ranks. Anthony Ralston, Mikey Johnson Stephen Welsh you know I don't think anyone thought when Postacoglu came in that these guys you know Ralston in particular would, would have been a, a, a part of it but, but football is about squads now it's about rotation it's about game management in terms of how you how you look after players and these three players now can still become a, a part of that squad. Yeah, they might not be starting all the time. They might not be, you know, the automatic number one uh, players on on the team sheet. But when you have a club at Celtic and you're hoping to play as many important games as you possibly can, there's going to be times when you need the squad. Tomorrow's one of those examples. So if you can keep your attitude right, keep your performance levels at training as high as you possibly can so that you're not out of the manager's eye line, then these opportunities come along. As Kenny says, what a fixture to get your, you know, to maybe get thrown into to to show people that you're more than capable of being a part of this squad. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five is the number you need. Daniel is a Celtic fan in East Kilbride who's going to kick us off. Daniel, how are you feeling about tomorrow? Um, to be honest, I'm very confident. Um, I know I probably don't share the same opinion as most Celtic fans, considering some recent forms domestically. Um, but if you take a look at the last old firm, we had a similar team, a lot of injuries, people were worried. It was Rogers' first old firm back, and I broke no fans, and he still managed to put up a decent enough performance to get the three points. And I think a lot of Celtic fans that have been a wee bit pessimistic. We've got players coming back by the likes of Abada and Hatati, and I think those two added into the team, maybe not starting, but at least to have them on the bench. And then, as you say, you've got Liam Scales, who's proved himself time and time again. And then Welsh as well. I think with they two at the back, players that are coming in, and even though the performances have been poor, we're still managing to get results. And I, I just don't see why fans are so doubtful or so on edge about the result maybe not going our way. Rangers have obviously had a, a change of manager since that last game. Daniel playing a bit differently now, does that change things going into this for you at all? No, not at all. Um, 
if you're managing a club like Celtic or Rangers, so we'll look at Pomont and Rodgers, you've got to be prepared for these changes in any league, any game, any fixture. Rodgers will know how Pomont's most likely going to set up. He knows what players he's got available. He knows the style of football he plays because he'll be watching him weeks in advance to try and figure it out. And he, Rodgers knows who he's got at his disposal. So, honestly, it, it'll be interesting to see what's different this time round, but I don't think it'll be too much cause for concern. How different will the attitude be from Celtic just given the last couple of performances there, there was obviously a couple of defeats in there but the fact that they have performed better in the last couple of games Brendan Rodgers talking about that today that he's been happy with those performances will they feel a lot more assured about themselves now going into it I think like any good performance and good result you know definitely helps there's no question about that they went up to Dundee there they played very well you know totally dominated the game one 3 nothing convincingly um, you know, and I think that's that's definitely going to help on the back of a of a couple of sticky performances, and and I think the fact that I don't see Rangers coming here, uh, coming to to Celtic and, and and camping. You know, I don't I don't see that at all, and that's when Celtic have struggled a little bit when teams have got you know maybe you know low blocks and people behind the ball, and as Brendan Rodgers said by his own admission, maybe the intensity and the tempo was wasn't quite uh, what it had to be. I don't think that'll be the case in this game. That everyone knows the tempo, the intensity is going to be, you know, a, a absolute maximum from the first whistle to the last whistle. Um, so I think that um, the, the game should suit Celtic in terms. Of, I think it'll be more open. But the only thing I think, I think Rangers physically, I think you know, a bit, better shape. I think mentally in better shape than they were um, uh, under Philip Clement. And although their squad is stretched, if, as Kenny thinks, uh, Lundstrom is fit and Golson's fit, I think that Rangers are, you know, have, have got maybe more of their, their key players available to them for this particular match. Who starts at centre back for you, Daniel? Um, honestly, I would go with Scales and Welsh. I like, I like Lagabielke in the last one, but it was too inconsistent. He showed spirit for the game, but. There was just a lack of consistency. I think Stephen Wells, being someone who's been in the squad for a long time, he knows the demand of this fixture. He knows what the fans expect. He knows what the manager expects. He knows what his teammates around him expect. If you've got a player that you can rely on behind you, should you make a mistake, I think that gives you a boost of confidence and allows you to play a bit more freely. And as you have said, Rangers aren't going to sit back. They're going to open the play up. And as I've always said, that teams should put 10 players behind the ball. It makes it difficult to infiltrate. But if a team's opening it up, I think it just it's going to make it a lot easier to play the football that Rodgers has shown that he wants to play, but it's just so difficult with the way other teams are playing. If it is to be Liam Scales and Stephen Welsh, does Liam Scales' role in the team change at all because he's used to playing next to Cameron Carter-Vickers who really is the leader in that back line does he need to be the one that essentially takes it by the scruff of the neck no listen I, I don't think so I think they'll know each other well Stephen Welsh has been at the club a long time as well you know he knows the fixture he knows the club he's, he's just found himself at this moment he's behind Liam Scales because he's, he's came in and he's took his opportunity and that's what football's about Jim talked about it earlier when somebody gets injured I think it was even Brendan Rodgers was saying when someone steps out whether it be suspension or injury it's, it's a door opening for someone else well Liam Scales has walked right through that you know and he's taken that jersey and he's, and he's been excellent you know he had a decent loan spell last year but he's been absolutely excellent this year and like I said he was the solid one out of the two uh, between him and Lager Bielkin 
the first old firm game. So he doesn't need to be that leader. What they'll be is they'll be very familiar with each other's games and they'll they'll have a decent enough relationship with the fact that they've probably been at the club a long time together. So I wouldn't be overly concerned about it. Cameron Carterfick is going to be a big loss, no doubt about it. But I wouldn't I would actually be more concerned if Lager Bielka had been thrown in or Navrotsky was available to play or, or Phillips was thrown in because we've not really seen enough of them to really know if they're capable. And by the way, that's why that's why Rogers is going to go for skills. You know, Lagerbelka wasn't even on the bench against Dundee and Skills has came and he's talked about Skills playing against Feyenoord in a Champions League game. So it would be a big surprise to me if, if, if Welsh doesn't get the nod tomorrow. Any other big calls, Daniel? Who do you feel should, shouldn't start? Um, might be a bit controversial, but I don't think Maida should start. Um, I know he brings pace and I know he can get behind the back line of most defences, but the past few games I just don't think he's since he's came back from injury I just don't think he's had that same Who would you start in his place? If Abad is fit and ready I would put him in Palmon Would it be a real surprise if Leela Bada or Rio Hatati were thrown in from the start? Tomorrow? I would be I would be I think like I mean they've been out a long time now I mean to throw them into this the, the last game Abada played was the last old firm well, game in September well there you go that's 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 three and a, about three and a half months away so I would be very surprised Hitati as well Like I think the way Hitati plays it would be again I'd be surprised if he, if he was to throw any of them and again off the back of two decent enough performances and results if he was Hitati's a massive player for them and I mm-hmm. think Abada at the top of his game is a real threat there's just no way he can be at the top of his game at this moment in time after that length of time out. Yeah, I mean, Hatati wouldn't be his biggest surprise for me because I think you would, if you could start your best players and even if you know you're going to get an hour out of him and you say, right, we're getting an hour because no one's really grabbed that position since he's left. He said David Turnbull in there, he said Bernardo in there and I know he scored against Indeed but he's not really, you know, solidified that jersey for me. You get McGregor, obviously, is, is, is always is always going to be in there. Um, and, and obviously, O'Reilly. Th- those two are gimmies. So it's that other one, but no one really cemented that position. So if Hattati was fit enough to give you an hour, I wouldn't be overly surprised if he started. I think Maeda will definitely play. I think if Yilmaz is, is playing at left-back, if Barisic is not fit, even when Barisic is fit, he said a couple of nervy matches against Celtic. He's, you know, he's he's, he's been been responsible for a couple of goals. But I think uh, Maeda, if he is going to be playing against Yilmaz, that could be key for Celtic because you know Yilmaz again is still trying to find his feet a little bit. Hasn't again, you, you know, been uh, as, as consistent as we'd like to be. And there's talk about Rangers looking for another left back. You know, so therefore that kind of tells you that if Barrichs isn't there. The manager is maybe not hundred percent convinced by him. So I, again, I would be very surprised if Maeda misses out, and if Hatati for if he's fit for an hour, I think he could pitch uh, Ben Rogers could pitch him in from the start. I yes. agree. I agree with Jim there in, in mm-hmm. that respect. That it would be Hatati if anything. Mm-hmm. But by what a guy to have on the bench. If you've <laughs> yeah, got a badder yeah, no, coming yeah, on, yeah. if you've got a badder coming on to the bench, someone who's impacted these games so much over the last few seasons, it's, it would just be great for, for Celtic fans and, and even the squad just to see his name on that team sheet. Well, let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. He says they could make their long-awaited returns tomorrow. He knows just how vital they are to the squad. Yeah, well, we're just hopefully they, they've they've trained and uh, Liel a little bit longer, so we don't want to rush them. But uh, but if they come through well today, then they'll be uh, they'll be involved in the in the squad for tomorrow. Well, yeah, they're, they're both very good performers. I think Liel is is a player that he, he's a 
he's a goal scorer who, who obviously he plays wide, but he's for me he's a goal scorer. So uh, I think his record in terms of since he's been here, goals to games is very very good. Um, so I know he just wants to get back on the field again. It's been a challenging few months for him with injury and everything else, but um, but but he looks really good in training. And um, yeah, if I need him over the course of tomorrow or the coming. The rest of the season, sorry, then I'll be happy to do that. And Rio is a is a big talent, so um, so it'll be great to have him back. Does that change your opinion at all? He seemed, well, he's saying that Leila Bada's trained more than Rio Hatati. He seemed to talk at length a bit more about Abada than he did Hatati. I, I listen, I still think that again, like Jim, I think Maeda plays like the what he brings to that Celtic team. Uh, in general, but in these games in particular, in terms of his pace, his movement, and then how he can actually press and initiate the kind of against the ball stuff, I just think he's an important player for them. He's not playing the top of his game, I will say that, but he's uh, he's an important player. And I, I go back to I think having a bad on the team sheet in that squad, uh, depending on how the game's going, if you need a goal or or you need an injection of, of that pace and that directness that he brings, it's a great guy to have on the bench. Well, let's hear from you. Thank you to Daniel. Celtic fans, keep those thoughts coming in. And Rangers fans, we want to hear who you want to play for your team tomorrow. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Jim Duffy here with me on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and you can get involved as well 0141 951 1025 a huge game tomorrow we've been hearing from Celtic fans and who they want to start with Cameron Carter Vickers out of the team let's hear a bit from Philip Clement shall we because he's been speaking about his own injury issues he confirmed Connor Goldson and some other players that are returning from injury did train today however was reluctant to see who's likely to play uh, he trained, he trained, uh, so we will uh, we will assess this afternoon and tomorrow what to do with that. No, we we will see tomorrow, and it's with with all the squad like that. There were a couple of others also. It's normal. This period, if you see, we're also the team who played most games uh, these last couple of weeks. I did some things in training, not too much, and and I will make my decisions tomorrow. Some trained, but it's not sure yet if they will have a reaction or not. So that's why I, I don't want to say it too fast, because otherwise people think that I play games. I don't like to play games. And to say that somebody's in, and then this afternoon he feels a little bit reaction from the training, and we're not going to do stupid risk to, to lose players for the rest of the season. So um, so it's better to make the assessment tomorrow, and, uh, and then it's clear. Yeah, not wanting to be seen as playing games do you think it is that or do you think he's just keeping his cards close to his chest well what I've got to understand is Philly Clement's not going to tell you his team the day before the game you know so I think had he been out if like he did we'd lose a whole Vickers lot of debate on this show tonight absolutely well. would yep. so I think uh, the fact that Brendan Rodgers says Carter Vickers is out he's out that's it he's going to be out is that playing games can he could they turn up and be in the lineup? I would expect not I just think that that tells me potentially that they're going to be fit they've trained and it's, it's just natural if they've only trained today or even the last couple of days you have to see how injured players come through it because you don't want you would rather them miss this game and the next game than be missing three, two, three months so it's, uh, I would be confident if I listen to Philippe come on that the players are going to be fit so again the ones I'm talking about are going to be Goldson and Lundstrom and Borobaric as well if it, is it as simple as if the three of those are fit 
fit they start? No, do I don't no? think it is. Not, not in terms of a left back. Listen, if you go through history of the, of the games, he's, he's probably went for Barisic when they're both fit, but uh, definitely Lundstrom and uh, Goldson. If they're both fit, they have to play. It's as simple as that. Particularly Lundstrom in the centre of the midfield because there's just no that other, other, many other options. I mean, you look if if you were going into tomorrow with, with Kieran Dill, who I think he's had maybe four four games, four starts now, three or four starts now. Dujon Sterling, who again similarly four or five starts, but not even a centre midfielder, and Cantwell as a as your kind of midfield three players. I don't think that looks particularly strong. So, but is that Lundstrom almost, in there? Is, is Lundstrom almost the more crucial one, just given the backup options there? Because Kieran Dowell and Dujon Sterling, Philip Gwant has said himself that they're, they've been playing out of position, yep. really, and they've only been tried out on a couple of occasions together. Do you think it's more crucial for Rangers that they have John Lundstrom than Connor Goldson, despite Connor Goldson's no. influence? Because no, <laughs> I think it's equally as important. See, if, if any of them were missing, then they're going to be a huge loss because whoever's coming in, it, they just can't do the job. You talk about the influence Carter Vickers is on that Celtic, but that's Connor Goldson. Very, very similar players in relation to how important they are for their team, not just with their abilities, but their leadership qualities as well. It's the same sort of conversation we had about Stephen Welsh in that central midfield for Rangers yeah. if Dujon Sterling and Kieran Dowell are you know the two that are chosen to play in there it could be a massive afternoon for the two of those yeah I mean I think that Sterling has, has uh, been an absolute revelation in there I have to say that for, for Rangers um, you know he, he's a fullback by trade you know he's, he's been pitched in there uh, and he, he looks very, very comfortable. Yeah, I mean, he's listening. He's not going to take the ball and dictate, you know, the passes that, that, that some other players might do. But in terms of breaking the play up, winning the ball back, uh, you know, protecting his back four, he's done a tremendous job in there. Uh, Dow has got lovely ability, um, as, as, as we know. But I think to, to allow Cantwell that little bit of extra freedom, you need somebody like Lundstrom there. Uh, Lundstrom knows the game. Um, this this fixture, he knows the fixture very well. Um, he, you know, he, he, again, he's probably been, I think, probably Rangers' most consistent player this year. Um, he's, he's he's been he's been really really vital for Rangers. And Golson, uh, as 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 Kenny has mentioned, uh, as you know, his influence in the team, um, you, you can never underestimate it. So I think those players being available for Rangers. It gives them a more natural balance. It gives them more security. It gives them more physicality. And I think, as I said, since in this particular fixture, it gives them knowledge, knowledge of the game. And I think this is the type of game you don't want to get in there exposed and a bit naive. Uh, they know going to Celtic Park, Celtic will normally come out uh, the traps very quickly. They like to get the tempo up. They, they've caught Rangers out a few times very early on when Rangers have been a little bit shell-shocked. So they will understand that that can happen uh, and they'll need that experience to try and nullify it. William, is a Rangers fan on the line? How confident or otherwise are you heading into tomorrow? Hello, Andrew, Kenny and Jim. Hello, William. Yeah, uh, as I say to your producer, right, in years gone past under certain Rangers managers, right, you're thinking, can we get a result? The more, are we sure we can do this? We see under this man, I'm getting near the more expecting Rangers to win. That's how confident I am. I mean, that Celtic team are there for the taking, no doubt about it. The way this man's got us playing, the belief he talks about mentality. We're we're, we're going in there unbeaten, sixteen matches, went to places like Spain and won. We beat a, a very good Sparta Prague team, but. We're beating most teams in only oh, it's Aberdeen's took two points off is right. I'm going there tomorrow, very confident, expecting to win. Celtic there for the taking, says William. 
Well, listen, I love the I love the confidence for him. I mean, everything he's stated is, is facts in terms of being it's 16 games unbeaten, nine sorry, ten league games, nine wins and a draw. It's, uh, it's it makes for really really good reading for for Philippe Clement and his and his start his Rangers career and actually the form going into this game. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily think Celtic are there for the taking. I think they're they're still a very good team. Uh, it's going to be a brilliant game, by the way. A game I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be about firstly again who takes a moment. What players step up? I mean, if you're looking at big players on our team, you've got Callum McGregor being over the course and distance. Matt O'Reilly, who at this moment in time will be player of the season. Uh, again, Kyogo, as much as again, he's not been right at the top of his game. He, he turns up in these games. He's got a brilliant goal scoring record on Celtic side. So there's still a real, real threat there. Uh, like for the Rangers' point of view, you've got Tavernier, who normally is the one to step up. Seamus having a wonderful season. And I think John Lundstrom, like Jim says, I agree not just the most consistent probably the best player uh, Rangers have had this season so uh, if, if they're playing listen it makes for a really really good game and you know it is a tough tough one to call I just think that Celtic will be favourites because I think obviously the champions are the treble winners they're at home they've got the 60,000 fans behind them Rangers have again they've not had great success there over the last kind of few years so uh, everyone's in kind of Celtic's favour in that respect but Rangers are going in there like uh, William says 16 games unbeaten you have to be going in there as a football player confident to go there on that stage in that fixture and be the guy to make a difference to dust off the old cliche book does form go out the window in these games yeah I think it does um, you know for, for the for the majority but I think that um, you know if, if you look at the the, the matches that um, Brendan Rodgers has been the manager of Celtic then his record is very very good so therefore sometimes a manager just knows you know can just tweak his team a little bit for a specific game William was mentioned there, like the Real Betis games, part of Prague game, massive games. But this is Philip Clement's first experience of this fixture. So how does he approach it? Does he think, right, I'm just going to go and get my team to play the way I've asked them to play in every other game? Or do I have to tweak this uh, because of this particular fixture and what it means to the supporters? So I think there's, there's, a, there's a little bit of a dilemma for, for Philip Clement. How does he approach the game? Whereas Brendan Rodgers knows exactly how to deal with this fixture. That might be in a very, very tight game. You would imagine that this should be a really tight game. Sometimes it's just that wee bit extra um, information, if you want to call it that, that can be get, uh, given to the players might just be the difference between picking up all three points and uh, you know maybe, maybe, maybe losing the match. You're obviously very confident, William, does the fitness of the likes of Connor Goldson and John Lundstrom does does that not really matter to you? Do you think either way Rangers will win? Yeah, I still, yeah, I think Rangers will win. But uh, Kenny's nailed it. Lundstrom and Goldson's definitely playing them all. If they if they were out, every press conference uh, the big foul's done right. He's always stated the players are out. This time he hasn't. He, uh, Lundstrom's a big hardy scouser. He'll definitely play. That's that's for sure. And the thing is. The difference, I think, tomorrow, Rangers have got a, a rock-solid defence, a brilliant goalkeeper, right? And they'll get genuine pace up front, pace to burn. I think that'll frighten the life out of Celtic, you know what I mean? Especially, Kenny's mentioned Seema. He's a, he, he is a machine, you know what I mean? I just think we're getting in there full of belief, full of confidence, and I'm expecting Rangers to win. Well, thank you to William. Let's go to Dominic. Are you as confident? Uh, good, good evening, Andrew, Kerry and Jim. Seedings, greetings. Hi Dominic um, I, I'm confident Andrew but I was saying to the producer I don't think a, a draw would be the worst of the results for Rangers because obviously we still get the two games in hand but 
I think for me personally, it'll be interesting to see how Clement lines up. If Lundstrom's going to be out, who's, I'm hoping that he's not. Obviously, I hope he starts, but I hope he's not get the two, going to play the two central defensive mids in front of the back four. But I'm hoping he'll obviously go attacking. I think he will, but um, the worst case scenario for me, I think, is if Lammer starts. He's absolutely, as we all know, been the, the worst sign out of the B leader. Dominic's saying that he hopes that maybe the system will change. Would you be surprised if Philip Clement decided to change the system from the sort of two more deeper lying midfielders going into the game tomorrow? Well, listen, in my view, again, everybody sees it different in formations, as we know, they're, they're on a paper. You know, the game's moving and it's got to be fluid and it's about players kind of just making good decisions and, and actually performing when they cross that white line. I think this is a game where maybe it will suit having a Sterling in the middle because Celtic will dominate possession tomorrow. I've absolutely no doubt about it. And having that physicality in the legs of a Lundstrom and a Sterling, and that's me giving Sterling the nod over Kieran Dow, who, by the way, potentially could have been Rangers' best player over the last couple of games since he's came into the team. He's looked pretty good. But I think uh, if Lundstrom's fit, it'll be Sterling, it'll get the nod alongside him, and Campbell will play in that more advanced role. But that's that's their offensive system. You know, with Cantwell as a 10, we, we see him on the left, potentially McCausland on the right, or Matondo, or whoever's going to play, and Dessers will be up the middle. Off the ball, which is, is going to be just as important for Rangers tomorrow, is how they how they compress their, their legs to stop Celtic. How do you stop Callum McGregor? You know, he's had the, the first the first game of the season, he had too much time, you know, too much time to dictate the game. And he wants that time, and he's, he's obviously he's a heartbeat of Celtic's team. So it's, it is interesting to see the, uh, the, the, the selection. Not so much the system, it'll be what it is. It'll be 4 2 3 1, it'll be 4 4 2 press, 4 4 1 1, whatever you want to call it. But it's, uh, yeah, with Lundstrom and Sterling, we'd probably get the nod. And I think because of Celtic and how they'll have the ball and how they like to play and how they want to pin you in, it could be a game for Sterling to actually, that physicality actually be a real a real positive can, for Rangers. Can I ask you anything? Do you think that Rangers should tweak it to stop Callum McGregor? Because in the first half at Ibrooks, Callum McGregor absolutely dominated the yep. game. In the second half, Rangers changed it. Michael yep. Beale changed it. And Callum McGregor didn't have as much influence. But I think. Todd Cantwell's known the type of guy that's going to drop on to Callum McGregor. I don't think so anyway. I don't think he's that type of disciplined player who can say, right, OK, when we lose possession, you get around McGregor and you try and nullify him. So would there, would there be an option of leaving Cantwell out in this game and putting a, you know, as you say, maybe a dowel or somebody just slightly advanced and saying, well, you get round because he's a more natural midfield player, but it still gives you a bit more creativity. Would you, yeah, would you risk you know, losing I, Cantwell in this game? I, listen, I don't think Cantwell's been at the top of his game, and I, mm. I really, really rate him. And you know, I think the way he finished the season last year was great. And I think at the, in this Rangers team, he has to be the creative influence. Mm. So I, I wouldn't leave him out. I think there's different ways about. It. I felt in the first game, it was the midfield three no jumping mm. up. Yeah, you know, it was. I think it was Jack and it was Raskan. It was in the yeah. game. I thought one of them could. I think it might have been Cantwell. Might have been but they're, they're three more natural midfield players. Ab- absolutely, Cantwell's a ten. Yeah, yeah he is. But by the way, what's hard though, Jim? He puts yeah. his shift in the ladder. I'll tell you that he, he, he's got the he's got the physicality that he can do it. He might not be that tough tackling mid, midfielder mm. thing, but you don't need to be. You no, just no. need to be in an area that just by the way makes the guy. Is a question because mm. I, I remember uh, it was in the game at the end of last season. Mm. I seen Callum McGregor going going crazy at guys mm. like Carter Vickers mm. and and, and Stafford for not giving him the ball. Oh. But it's because they, they could just see a Rangers mm. player in his area, and it just asked that question. If you've got someone who's again you're not standing right next to him, but you're in an area where if the ball goes to him, you can get press on him straight away to stop him dominating that. So I would expect. 
again, Philip Clement's a, a, a top manager. He's, he's, he's proven to be that. He's going to have watched games. He's going to have seen the old firm games. Uh, and that, particularly the last one that, that Callum McGregor did dominate. You have to find a way to stop him. Because mm-hmm. if you stop him, you can stop a lot of the attacks. Well, thank you to Dominic. Keep your calls coming on 1419511025. But you do not want to miss this. Win. Yes, what would you do with £300,000? I can imagine there's a few Scottish Premiership managers that wouldn't mind £300,000 going into the January transfer. That's five pounds. <laughs> but instead of them, it could be you winning £300,000 because this New Year's Eve could be one you will never forget. Our biggest ever cash giveaway is worth £300,000. Text YES to 61025. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter on our website, online entries, cost £2 or call 0330-880-4523 calls are charged at the standard rate it's over 18s only all the rules for this network competition are on our website when entry lines shut at 3pm on Hugman it will be Gemma Atkinson that could be calling you with the good news if we do just answer and you will win £300,000 there's no phrase to remember you don't need to pick up within 5 rings it's as simple as that you will win the money Text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £300,000. Glasgow and the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Kenny Miller here with me, Andrew McLean, as we build up to that huge game between Celtic and Rangers tomorrow. Get your calls in 0141 951 1025. Maybe you've got some ideas of who you'd like to start for your team. Maybe you want to talk about how confident you are or... Maybe you're not so confident. You can let us know. 0141 951 1025. Is this the is this the real Christmas day for Glasgow tomorrow? <laughs> yes, yeah, it certainly is. You know, it's, it's normally been the last fixture before the break over the last couple of seasons, but obviously I've still got another one you'll stay to go after just, just after the new year. But it is, it's a game that I've been looking forward to for a few weeks now. You see where, where Rangers kind of just getting themselves, well, getting them back in it, but with the help of Celtic dropping the points against Kamarnock and Hearts, but it was always going to be building up to be a big game. Well, let's go back to the phones. Brian is a Celtic fan in Stirling. Brian, how are you feeling ahead of tomorrow? Outstandingly good. Very, very good, actually. And I, I, I don't have any disrespect for our opponents. But I think the reason why, you know, we, Kenny just mentioned there, we did have that wee blip. Two games where we really should be a bit better, a bit more inventive in front. We were talking about two teams that were uh, sitting back, holding back five Five across the back against uh, Calais. I mean, it's just, it's no great football to watch, but it's effective. If you want to play against Celtic, the team that there is the new, then do that. But Rangers won't do that, and that's the reason why I feel a bit confident. Rangers will come and they'll try and open up, they'll try and exploit any weaknesses at Celtic's defences. And I'm sure they'll look at the last couple of games, but that's no Celtic. Celtic haven't turned into a bad team because of two. Blips and I'll say blips, and Rangers suddenly turned into some treble winning team just because they've, they've won uh, the, the trophy. And, and fair play, they've done it. But I say myself, if the two teams, as they are playing, play as good as they can play, it'll be a good game. But I feel Celtic at Celtic Park will win it. And it's, it's, yeah. No one, you go, Brian. Uh, so, I mean, it's no, as I say, it's absolutely no disrespect. I know what Rangers have got. They're a better team than what they were under Beal. And the last time at Ibrox, I mean, we had half a team and no fans. 
Rangers have gone in with their tails up and good, you know, because that's what I want. I want them to come on to us because, as we proved against Feyenoord, when a team comes at us, it leaves gaps and spaces. We've got pace, we've got skill, and I mean, we lost a couple of silly games, and that was good opponents. They were they were they nullifying and nullifying, and we couldn't find that spark. But I believe that Rangers will come out, and they will come out to try and play us. That could be, and I'll be hopes on the run down, you know. So Brian thinks that you know Rangers having a go at Celtic will play into Celtic's hands. Does it work both ways as well, do you think? Absolutely, because Rangers still face the same deep blocks uh, that Celtic face most weeks against the, against the other, the other teams in the division. And I don't think... Like, this is where I actually think Celtic are actually more equipped at this moment in time to break those deep blocks down in the two games that we've mentioned. I mean, listen, Hearts weren't in that much a deep. They still... They come in, you know what it is? Rangers will still get forced back into that block. You know, the ball, the way Celtic build up and the way Brendan plays and he likes that control of the game, it will give Rangers time to get their men behind the ball and get into their defensive structure. Uh, so they'll still have to... Uh, they'll still have to break that Rangers down. But what what it'll be is, Rangers will commit more bodies forward. When they've got the ball, they want to impose themselves onto the game. They want the likes of uh, Cantwell to be effective. They want the likes of Seema to be doing what he's doing. And young, if again, whoever's playing on the other side, if it's young Ross McCausland, do what you've been doing, get the ball, go be direct, go and put Greg Taylor on the back foot and ask him questions. So they will commit more bodies forward. At that point, then it leaves you a little bit more open to counter-attacks. And he's right, you've got Maeda, you've got Kyogo, whether it be Abada or, or whoever it is going to play there is pace in the Celtic team that can play that way but I still think Celtic when they face those kind of deeper blocks they have got the cohesion they have got the combination play and the players to actually go break it down they've just not done it on a few occasions which by the way absolutely right Brian see when you're a lesser team going to Celtic Park or Ibrox that's exactly how you want to play because there is always that day where it just doesn't click into gear and they can't break you down Brian says if both teams play at their best he thinks Celtic will win but that's not really been a feature of the last few games between Celtic and Rangers has it it's not they haven't really been the best quality matches have they no, but I think that there's been mitigating circumstances we mentioned before. Celtic the last time had you know you know thrown a, a back four together really, um, but Kyogo was a difference in terms of having that instinct. You know that long ball over the top. Most people think take a touch, he hits it early. You know he scores a terrific goal, uh, and and he's just he, as, as Kenny had mentioned earlier on. He's a player who seems to thrive and lift his game for these occasions, and he's he's, he's was it three of the last four games he scored. So he's um, he's always going to be someone that keeps the Rangers' defence on their toes, and it's concentration. When you go to a place like Celtic Park, and you know if Celtic are attacking, then fine, your concentration, your units, your your structures there. It's when you're attacking. And that's what happened the last time. Reigns were up the pitch with just one long ball and all of a sudden they've just lost concentration for a split second. And that's happened too many times in recent games for Rangers. You know, with a, again, Celtic I'm talking about, where they've just switched off for that split second and they've been punished. So, you know, the likes of Conor Goldson, uh, James Tavernier, John Lundstrom, those guys that have been and done it have to make sure listen, we have to make sure that we're concentrating because if not, as Brian has mentioned, Celtic do have quality in that middle to attacking third, O'Reilly, Kyogo, Maida, Palma if he's playing. I'm still of the, 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 the thought that I think that each manager might just throw a wee span in the works somewhere along the line. I'm, I'm not 
totally convinced they'll go with the obvious team the, 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 as, as we would maybe think at this moment in time I think there, there might be one surprise each in, in both camps Thank you to Brian let's squeeze in Kenny on the line who's a Celtic fan in Renfrew are you confident Celtic can get the job done Kenny? I'm, ab- I'm absolutely confident to be fair and I think the main thing for Celtic is they've got the Green Brigade back so we've got that atmosphere back at Celtic Park and you think of the 60,000 that is going to be so intimidating for Rangers the amount of chances Celtic have created in recent matches as well. You think of the chances they're going to get against Rangers. I really believe the span on the works, as Jim says, will be Abada will play and Palmer will play and Kyogo will play up front. I do think they'll play Abada. I think listening to Brendan Rodgers tonight, he's a player that really does do really well against Rangers and I do think he'll take that gamble. Maida, for me, is just he just hasn't come back playing full fire from me since injury. And I think that will be the twist from Rodgers. I think... He's shown in recent matches against Rangers every time he's played. He's been very tactically astute. Um, and I do think the one thing Jim did say is crucial, but if Rangers do want to win that game, Callum McGregor has to be nullified. So I don't think Cantwell would be the one in there for Rangers. I know creative-wise, I look fair enough, but I do agree with Jim's point about nullifying McGregor. That is a crucial tactical point if someone's going to do that. But that Celtic midfield for me, and then that attack is the Kyogo, Abada and Palmer. For me, that, that's pretty frightening for me for Celtic if they can click together. And I think the has been a big miss in the last few months because um, his, his contribution with goals, his assists as well. I think he's a crucial player. I do think he's going to, he's going to play tomorrow. You know? Three and a half months is a long time mm-hmm. out, Jim. Can you, could you see him being thrown straight in there? Or if he is to play, will it be more of an option off the bench because there's you know there's obviously a duty of care to the player as well throwing him into a, a real high intensity game after that long time out it could potentially have a, a negative effect but you never know he, he could end up starting and playing yeah. and scoring I, I think it's unlikely he'll start but it doesn't mean that that'll be the case I mean players now fitness is dictated now by sports science and the physio but particularly the sports science department you know they have all the tests um, they have their, their levels to start with and then they, they, they see how close they are to those levels once they do all the fitness uh, tests now. So and it's funny you know, that there's probably more injuries than ever. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're, you're, right, you're right, Kenny. Whether I agree with it or not, yeah. it's immaterial. But, but that's the way it works yeah. now. It used to be you would need two or three games under your belt to get yourself up to speed. Now that's not normally the case. Normally it's done on the, on the pitch and, and, and work, working with the sports science department and the physios department and they gauge your fitness that in conjunction with the player the player will know himself how the, how he feels and if he's ready to go and if he feels 100% and, and Brendan Rodgers gets the nod from the medical department then it's up to the manager then to decide well okay um, can I throw him in um, as Kenny I, both Kenny Kenny here and Kenny on the line has said he's got a terrific record <laughs> you know against Rangers he is a goal scorer Brendan Rodgers emphasised that time and time again in his interview he said he's a winger but he's a goal scorer if you've got goal scorers you want as many of them on the pitch as you possibly can and Maida for all the energy he's got and he is a trigger for the press there's no doubt about that but he's not a natural goal scorer and that's the one thing Abada does give you so I don't think he was that. I think it would be unlikely to start but again as I mentioned, you know, I've just got a wee inkling that both managers might just tweak something just to try and give them that little tactical edge. Well, thank you to Kenny on the line. Plenty of your calls to come, but before that, let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. 
Yes, beat the pundit your chance to take on either Kenny Miller or Jim Duffy to win the bragging rights and a signed ball the perfect way to bring in your weekend all you need to do to take part is give us a call 0141 951 1025 and make sure you call before 7 o'clock First for football for 50 years this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Yes, the countdown is on to tomorrow's big match, a half past 12 kickoff. So give us your thoughts, Celtic against Rangers, 0141 951 1025. Plenty of opinions on the phone so far about who should play, who shouldn't play. Should there be any surprise comebacks from injury? Are you confident of your team's chances? Give us a call, 0141 951 1025. But before we get back to your calls, let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Time for Beat the Pundit, your chance to take on one of these two and try and win yourself a signed ball. What kind of form are the two of you in at the moment? Uh, I've actually only played once in a while, but I am over the course of the season no bad eye. But but rusty the two of you then, is that Yeah, probably I. Okay, probably. Callers might be catching you at a good mm-hmm. time then. We'll yeah. see. Or does form go out the window? <laughs> as form goes out the window this weekend, apparently. Talked about here. I think I'm about to get some stats for each of you All right. as well, because I, I'm interested to see exactly how the two of you. I'm 100. percent I'll just tell you now. <laughs> Actually, in fact, I think I've got them already. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this is exactly what we needed. Hold on, Kenny. Ten out of ten. Yeah, but I'm 100 percent I've only that played is, once in the last pretty good, five, six though. weeks. Yeah. And and your two out of two, Jim, for this season. So. There we go. That's not too bad. Big task for whoever's coming on. <laughs> yeah, Scott is in Summerston. How are you feeling about your chances, Scott? Eh, I don't know. I don't need to. Eat. No, too keen after you tell me they're hundred percent. Small, small sample size for Jim, though. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. that's all right. And Ke- Kenny's a bit rusty, he says. So you might be okay. Have you got? A, have you played before? Actually, I've no, no. I was actually just sitting in my car. There's a wee boy that's phoned to his phone, so it's, he just passed me the phone. <laughs> there we go. Is he going to give you a bit of help what as well? That? Well, I hope so. Take all the help you can get, Scott. There uh, we are. Right, there we go. Heads for Jim Duffy, tails for Kenny Miller. And it's heads. You will be playing Jim Duffy. So we will make sure that Jim okay. Duffy gets some greatest hits radio in his ear. And he's giving me the nod. He can't hear me. Scott, your first time playing. It's 30 seconds on the clock. Answer okay. as many questions as you can correctly. And remember, you can pass to save yourself a bit of time if you don't know the answer. Are you ready to go? Yep, yep. Let's start. What club was Fabio Silva on loan at last before Rangers? Oh, pass. Who scored the winner in the last Old Firm game? Kyogo. Who was the St Mirren manager before Stephen Robinson? Hey, white hair. Silver hair. Goodwin. Who captained Scotland more times, Andy Robertson or Darren Fletcher? Robertson. Which Scotland Championship team play at the Excelsior Stadium? Airdrie. Who ha- who's the top goalscorer so far in the English Premier League? Talent. There we go. Right, Jim Duffy, can you hear me? Yes, hear you loud and clear now. Good stuff. Right, let's get straight into it. 30 seconds on the clock. Let's go. What club was Fabio Silva on loan at last before Rangers? Uh, PSV. Who scored the winner in the last Old Firm game? Kyogo. Who, uh, who was the St Mirren manager before Stephen Robinson? We'll pass. Who has captained Scotland more times, Andy Robertson or Darren Fletcher? Andy Robertson. Which Scottish Championship team play at the Excelsior? Airdrie. Who is the top goalscorer in the English Premier League? Um, 
Oh, pass. Mm-hmm. True or false, Philip Clement spent part of his playing career in Britain. True. You've gone for true. Scott, how do you think it went? I think he's done me. Uh, it was PSV right enough was the answer for... It was Erling Haaland, didn't it? It's going to be a top goal scorer. Yeah. I just... I'll tell you what, it's pretty tight. We'll see how mm. the two of you get on. What club was Fabio Silva on loan at last before Rangers? He was on loan at Anderlecht, but after that, he was on loan PSV. at PSV 1 0 to Jim Duffy, who scored the winner in the last Old Firm game. You both got Kyogo. It goes 2 1. Who was the St. Mirren manager before Stephen Robinson? You didn't get this one, Jim. Scott said about three times, the guy with the grey hair. He had silver hair <laughs> and then eventually said, Jim Goodwin, Jim Goodwin, which is the correct answer. Yeah. So it goes to all. Who's captain Scotland more times? Andy Robertson or Darren Fletcher? Andy Robertson is the correct answer. 30, uh, 45 times to mm-hmm. 34 for Stephen Fletcher. So three all. Which Scottish championship team play at the Excelsior? You both said Airdrie. You <laughs> both got it game. right. Who is the top goal scorer so far in the English Premier League? Are you kicking yourself that you passed that one? I, I just I blank because it's going to be Haaland. Scott took a wee bit of time over it, but said it. Erling Haaland. Yeah. So it goes 5 4. However, Jim got one more question in. True or false, Philip Clement spent part of his playing career in Britain. Coventry. Jim went for true. It is Coventry, which means it is a thriller. Oh, that's a tiebreaker as well. Draw. 5 5. And that means that it will go. To what a, a game, guys! Well done. That was a great game. So what I'm going to get you to do, Scott, is wait on yep. your answer. We'll get Jim Duffy to write it down. Okay. You'll yep. see yours out loud, and then we'll see who is nearest. So here is a tiebreaker question: To the nearest percent, what was Craig Brown's win percentage as Scotland manager? To the nearest percent, what was Craig Brown's win percentage as Scotland manager? We'll keep you a second, Scott, because Jim. He's just about to write down his answer. Right, okay, Jim has written down his answer. He's showing me it. What do you say, Scott? Yeah, 43. You've gone for 43. Jim Duffy has gone for 40. I tell you what, a good answer by both of you, but Scott was closer. He was only 2% out. 45% is the answer. And Scott has won. Jim Duffy has been defeated for the first time so a signed ball will be on its way to you and your son congratulations I could do well, Sam it was it got the answer anyway for the Haaland <laughs> oh there we go yeah, exactly. love it there I'll you go the same road as Jim <laughs> fantastic Scott you're well a Rangers fan as well I how am. are you feeling about the game tomorrow eh, I think we've got a chance I, I, I really don't know it's one of the games I don't know who's going to turn up to be honest with you that's it there's been a lot of confidence on the phones from both sides tonight Scott Feeling a bit more a bit realism, I think. Aye, about yeah, it. Are, you, are you? Do you think it's going to be tight? I think it will be tight again. And Scott's, Scott's by on with what he says. It depends who turns up. You know what Celtic team are going to turn up. What Rangers are going to, team are going to. Turn up. I do agree that probably Celtic. They've maybe got higher ceiling with, with, with the group that they've got at this moment. But again, that, that doesn't mean anything going into, the, into these games. Rangers are coming in with real momentum. As much as Philip Clement doesn't like that word. Uh, they're in a long unbeaten run. And another thing, they'll not want to give that up. You know, Philippe Clement will not want to give that up, particularly their nearest rivals. So I think if Rangers can go there tomorrow and get a result, I think it would be a positive one. Would it be huge for Philippe Clement just in his first game against Celtic to, to get that win? He's obviously had a very successful spell so far, Scott. He's got a trophy in the bag, but to get that first win against Celtic as well, would that be huge? 
I think it would it would definitely be huge, not just for come on, but for the players as well. That's that's had a few downs off Celtic. You know, they they, they seem to kind of show that we're we're, we're getting there. Then we we just seem to fail behind again. So, uh, I, I I think it's it, it could be a big one. How big is the timing of this sort of New Year game as well? Yes, it's sometimes the last game before the winter break. There is one more, but just for the psychology, Jim, and going into that extended break, of course Rangers can't go top with a win this weekend, but if they were to edge closer with the games in hand or if Celtic were to extend it a bit, then how big could that be for either side? Yeah, I always think it's a it's a slightly bigger game for the team chasing it. And, and as Kenny had mentioned, I think the game being off is actually a blow for Rangers. Um, if they'd have won that, it would have given them a fantastic <coughs> opportunity to be to be top. But I think if Celtic won this match, even though Rangers have a couple of games, it just gives them that little bit of breathing space, puts a little bit of extra pressure on Rangers. And then, you know, although Rangers have made one signing for the, the, the January window... You know, it can sometimes influence, you know, um, what maybe, you know, what you might be looking for in that. And it, it, it might it might put a wee bit extra pressure on you to get one or two players in. Not just to stimulate your own team, but to, to give, you know, uh, interest back to your supporters and get that, get the supporters back on side again. So I think there's a maybe a wee, still, still a wee bit more pressure on Rangers for this particular game simply because they are behind uh, Celtic even though with those games in hand. Let's hear a bit more from Philip Clement. He knows a win tomorrow would be big however he says it's important that they wouldn't get carried away if it does happen. I know it's about three points and it's it's of, of course a boost at that moment but then three days later you need to confirm the boost and I've seen in the past well enough in my team or in other teams that People get an incredible boost and an incredible performance and three days later they don't perform anymore because they were thinking about their boost. So then you lose. It's about three points and on Tuesday again about three points. So no, game by game and that's the story we need to do. I know that's the way to to win things long term and not to be living from moment to moment or boost or uh, or to be down the moment that you you lose somewhere points, but will happen along the way. But we go every game for the three points and uh, with all our energy, with all our enthusiasm and with, with our qualities. Yeah, he quite often talks about the league being a marathon, Philip Clement, and sort of just doubling down on it there that even if <laughs> Rangers do get the result tomorrow, he knows fine well that Rangers have a game again on Tuesday and they need to go again for that game and then there's plenty more to come after the, the winter break and it'll be exactly the same for Celtic as well Absolutely is and you know I, I like that type of chat, it is three points, listen it's a big three points let me tell you and I think even the psychology of the, of the, of the game is, is massive as well but again probably more so for or for Rangers like with it being Philippe Clement's first but he's right. Again, I always say the game before and the game after. They're just it's three points. And if you can, if Rangers could beat Celtic or vice versa, Celtic beat Rangers, it's really important. The next game you go into that you don't drop points. Otherwise, all that hard work you've done against the best team or your your best level of opposition in the league gets undone if you go and drop silly points again for Rangers. It'll be against Kilmarnock uh, just after the year. So it's, uh, I, I get what he's saying. I like it, but. I think it's a wonderful opportunity. I, again, if you take the just from a like a neutral perspective, 
it's just a brilliant game. Everything that goes into it. I think with Rangers, we are with momentum, with good form. They're, they're obviously on, on this long and beaten run. There's a chance to close the gap. It would have been great if they had the opportunity to go top of the league. I think that would have added something to the game. But for Celtic, actually, they've got to have the mindset that they're the champions, they're the treble winners, and it's a chance for them to say, you know what, we're still the best team in this league and, and, and put Rangers in their place. That's why it's just got it's just got the makings of a brilliant game with teams that are different kind of form. At the moment, obviously, with Celtic slipping up, obviously, two losses, two wins in the last four league games, and Rangers on this long unbeaten run. It's just got a brilliant game, you know, and this is what we want. You, you hope that it lives up to the hype because, like I said, I've been looking forward to this game for a couple of weeks now. Scott, who needs to show up for Rangers tomorrow if they're to get a result? Um, well, I think Cantwell's a big player. I really do. I know he's not the best season up to now, but I think he's a guy that can create things. Lundstrom, if he's fit, uh, very important. In the midfield, but I, I definitely think that in the old firm game at Ibrox, I think the worst thing Rangers could have done was sat back, which they did. I, I mean, Celtic are playing with an unrecognised defence, and I don't think Hearts too good with the ball at his feet either. And I, I was thinking all they had to do was press Celtic, but they sat back, and, and Callum McGregor just grew and grew and grew into the game. I, I think we don't want to do the same again, just play a bit higher, put the, the Celtic defence under a bit of pressure, but at the same time, we need to be, we need to be tight and solid. That was an interesting one, like because I, I thought I thought the exact same. I've already talked about how much uh, Callum McGregor dominated that first game, but at the game at the end of the season, I know the league was won and there was there was changes to the team and what have you. But Rangers did play a more aggressive game that day, and they did go all over Cantwell. And again that day, I felt Cantwell probably ran over the top of Celtic that day. He got his goal, and I thought he was really really effective. And he should be a big a big player for Rangers, Scott. But you're right, you're right. He's maybe not quite hit that same level uh, as he did at the end of last season this year. But again. Like Campbell, like for everybody else who's picked to play in this game tomorrow, what a game to actually go and show that you're capable of taking this fixture by the scruff of the neck. Well, thank you to Scott. Let's speak to John, who's a Celtic fan in Coke Bridge. Have you got any thoughts on who should be starting for Celtic tomorrow? Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, John. Oh, Hi, John. Uh, well, it's just, I tried going last night because I've seen a couple of things on uh, social media about Hattati and Abada back in training. Personally, the more I, if, I, if I was... Uh, Brendan Rodgers, I don't think Brendan would be frightened to throw in a badder, but eh, not a badder, sorry, for the start. I would put, I would play Hattati for the start tomorrow because I think when he's played against, we've played against Rangers, he's dominated, and obviously a bad as well. He's gave eh, Barisic nightmares as we know, but I think the more as well, I think eh, Hattati should play for the start because I think that's been we've been really missing. And see, what, according to Bill, going up talking with that young boy who was on the other on here, Scott. I agree with Scott in a way, but I actually hope Rangers do ever go to Celtic tomorrow. Because I think that's part of the problem with Celtic. If teams don't have a goal, they find that this year be Brendan hard to break down. Know what I mean? But in the morning, I would also also play Lager Bielka instead of Welsh along with skills if Carter Vickers is out. What do you think, guys? Well, I, I don't think you play Lagerby Elka, John. Um, listening to Brendan Rogers talking about Stephen Welsh and his uh, pre-match interview, uh, he, you know, he was very complimentary on him. Um, Lagerby Elka hasn't, you know, stepped forward from that initial game at Ibrooks when he did do well. Obviously, there's a wee bit of controversy about the goal, but uh, overall, um, he, he he did well. But he just he just hasn't pushed on, and I don't know whether it's a, co- a case he, he just thought things would happen naturally. But when you're at a club at Celtic, you really need to raise your standards. You need to, uh, you know, uh, match the competition, and and so far he hasn't done that. So I I don't think he will start. As far as as Hatati, I, I mentioned earlier on in the program, I think he could 
throw Hattati in because he is such a talent. You, you get an hour of him. I think if he, if he is available for an hour and he has trained enough, um, you know, to 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 be up to that level, then I think he's worth the risk because I think he's better than Bernardo or and at this moment in time, David Turnbull doesn't seem to be the fit for for um, Brendan Rodgers. So Hattati for me, only do. So much though In terms of match fitness This is a game that you, you probably need to be right up for To match the intensity of If you've been out for Three and a half months Four months In the case of You know You look at The two players we're talking about If they're to be thrown in Abada and Hitati Is it a big risk Just in, in terms of Getting them to match the tempo Of the game Or Can quality shine through Listen, I think every player is, is different in that respect. Some some players will be able to train a few days and, and they'll be and they'll be good to go. And particularly in this game, the adrenaline and everything. If you're that way inclined, you know you'll I mean you'll rise to the occasion. Other players might not. Other players might need a couple of weeks mm. to train before in their mind they feel mm. comfortable that they're ready to play. So it all just depends. I do think if if it was between one, I think Katati has been a. Uh, has been real. Listen, Abada's really been missed as well. I'm a big fan of Abada. But Hitati in that area, Jim's right, nobody's grabbed it. Nobody's grabbed that shirt. It's been Bernardo, it's been Turnbull, it's been Awata at times as well, you know. So I just think with Hitati, if he's back, maybe it is worth an hour, even even 50 minutes, 55 minutes. And again, at that point, the game will have Brendan Rodgers will be able to see the game. What I think Brendan Rodgers is really good at is actually analysing an in game and then making slight changes within that game. Seen him do it a number of times. So if he, he might think it's time. For Bernardo, he might think, "By this is a game for David Turnbull mm-hmm. with his qualities that can come on and impact the game." So I think Hatati has been a big miss. As has is a badder, but I would maybe again, like Jim, maybe not be as surprised if Hatati was to be. I think, be I think given uh, the you know, Kenny's, you know, will know from playing with players and working with players when he's coaching. There are some players who need those games and need convinced that they are a hundred percent before they can go and commit themselves to the game. There's other players who are absolutely fine. They know, I'll, I'll get through the game. I've got enough in the tank to get through it. But there are games and sometimes, you know, you, you, it all depends on who the player is. And, you know, if I say to, to Kenny Miller, you've, you've trained, you've been out for, a, 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 you know, six weeks, but there's an old firm game coming up on Saturday. You've trained Thursday, Friday. Are you fit? I know 100% he's going, I'm fit, I'm fit, I'm ready to go, get me in there. Because the adrenaline, the energy, you know, the everything, the build-up the game is going to get you through a certain part of that game You're and you've got enough knowledge in your, your football brain to get you through. And I think Hattati is that type of player. John, why would you think or why do you hope that Lagerbielka gets the nod? No, it was just because at the start of the season when we'd all the injuries at defence, Lagerbielka, and scales, as Jim said there, they, they played quite well together. You know what I mean, so I know uh, Welsh has done well, but just because they played together at the start of the season against Rangers at Ibrox, and they have done reasonably well, so it's just that's how I would play them. And I'm not, I'm not, don't be wrong, I'm not a big fan of Stephen Welsh, even though he's a Coat Bridge boy like myself. But uh, he's, uh, he's, he's the boy. He'll be knocking your door tonight, John, if you keep talking <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know he's that, so I better watch what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't think Stephen Welsh has ever let Celtic do, no, John. I mean, I, I, he's, we, no, we, I we know he's never been the, the number one pick, but every time he's went in, where it's a European game, you know, a league game, he's, he's, he's been a really steady, honest, reliable defender. And I, and I think it's, it's, it's hard maybe maybe comparing them with Carter Vickers or something like that, but I, I think Stephen Welsh is a, is a really reliable defender. I, I, I think as well, as well, Jimmy, he's more of a, a goal threat as well for set pieces. I would mm. give you that as well, you know what I mean? Going uh, for corners, Matt. But uh, as I said, I think just, 
I just, I think Celtic will be too good for Rangers tomorrow, personally. Sorry, Kenny, but that's my <laughs> personal opinion. I think they'll, they'll step up to the mark tomorrow, because although Rangers have been on a good run, I know that some of the games they've played well against under on, but I don't think they've been set the hair on fire, the same as Celtic. I think at the start of the season, some of the Celtic fans were sort of, they've always put over eyes because Rangers weren't very good, and Celtic haven't been very good. I, only, I think the only game we've really played this year at full pelt is against Hearts up at Tynecastle. We were brilliant for 45 minutes. But as you say, I think I hope I hope Hattati plays them all anyway. That's just thing me. So anyway, guys, thanks and have a nice new year, guys. And uh, I'll talk to you next year. Take care, guys. Thank you. You too, John. Thank you to John. Still plenty of time to get your calls in at home. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Yes, not long to go now until Celtic against Rangers. The next Old Firm game is at half past 12 tomorrow. So keep your thoughts coming in. 0141-951-1025. Who should start? Do you think your team are going to win? Are you slightly worried about the game going into it? Let us know. But before that, let me set this up for Kenny and Jim. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slat wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Yes, thank you to Gordon DL's unusually long nose for submitting this one. That is the Twitter account, by the way. That's not just me throwing out random insults there. But the question for you two, can you name the last eight lone players to score in an old firm match? Nice and topical, can you name the last eight lone players to score in an old firm game? Oof, right. Toiling straight away. Right, eight lone players. Right. There are a few um, recent ones in here as well. Yeah, still kind of a game. No, <laughs> uh, lone players. Uh, El Unisi? Mohamed El Unisi, oh, correct man. in 2021. Uh, Patrick Roberts? Patrick, Patrick Roberts. Roberts. No. No. Mm. I'll take one more okay. guess from each of you Ryan Kent okay. correct scored in his initial loan spell before joining permanently have you got anything for me Jim? no or should we move on? right okay there we go you've got two of the eight and remember if you want to hear your question on air put these guys to the test send your questions in to fulltime at clyde1.com let's speak to Gary who's a Rangers fan on the line Gary what's on your mind tonight? Adrian Tarrell how are we doing? hey Gary uh, it's basically about clarification from the group chat that me and my pals are in so a couple of people bagging stuff about about the new signing that Rangers got saying that he would be able to play I don't think he is No, he can't play tomorrow so essentially teams can sign players whenever they like really but they can only be registered during the transfer window so he can only be registered from basically midnight starting on, on Monday so he will be available to play on Tuesday whether he's fit enough to play or not um, that's another question. So could play against Kilmarnock on Tuesday, but not available tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, thought as much. What do you, what do you uh, make of the signing, Gary? I, th- I think it's a decent signing. I mean, the boy's not had much minutes of recent times, but not to say that he's not going to set the head on fire when he graces a Scottish game, but it's a wait and see, really. A lot yeah. of people said the same thing about the signings under Michael Beale, and we can now see how the fans view some of them, so... 
certainly an area that Rangers needed to strengthen with the injuries to Danilo, which is a, a long-term one, Kamar Roof as well. I think there was confirmation from Clement today that it'll be sort of maybe at least two weeks that he'll be out for, although has had plenty of injury problems, so you never know. He end up maybe out for a bit longer than that. Just the, the sort of market they've gone into, is it a case of, you know, his, his goal-scoring record for Wolves hasn't been good at all, but he spent time on loan at, at Anderlecht last season, at PSV last season, combined scored 16 goals. Is is that more of the sort of comparative, you know, place that you'd look? I think it's decent. I mean, I mean, it's good levels as well. Obviously, I've seen how good PSV have been this season. Uh so again, getting 16 goals, I think, was it high 40, like 47, 40 appearances, a goal every three is, is decent enough for a for a young player. Uh, I mean, it's, it's prompted Wolves to pay a lot of money for him, you know, so they've obviously seen something there uh, to go and spend that type of money on him. So you're hoping, and it's definitely, and I think he can play a, a few positions as well. He's not just kind of limited to play number nine. I think he plays a second striker, potentially even off the left as well. So it does cover... Good bits. I mean, I, I thought a winger would have been really important. So if he can fill in that one in that position, I think it will be a good sign. And that's when you're when you're signing players, you're always wanting that flexibility that they maybe cover a couple of positions. Particularly if you've not got a lot of money to spend, you're looking for guys that can maybe fit in different areas of the pitch. So it looks like a decent enough sign on paper. But again, we're talking about Hatati and guys like that. Abada no being up to speed through injury. He's not had a lot of football. So I'll maybe take him. Maybe the break comes at a good time as well. You know, he's got, will he be involved uh, against Kamarnock on the second? Who knows? But then you've got time to train with your team and get up to speed for the start of the. The, the, the league back at the end of January Yeah let's hear from Philip Clement on Silva He's been talking about pretty much all the points we were saying there He's he's happy he's got him in early because he's not had much game time So it'll help him get up to speed And he also thinks that he'll be able to fill in in a few positions He didn't play too many minutes this season We need time to, to get him into a good shape Although his tests were, were quite good for the, the minutes he played So you see it's somebody who's been working on, on himself On his physical uh, abilities uh, so that's already positive. That's also what we got out of the talks we had with him last couple of weeks about his ambitions, about our ambitions also. And I think it's um, it's a really clear sign also from the club, from everything, that players from with that reputation and quality want to come to Rangers. So um, he's very motivated and it's going to be interesting to uh, integrate him into the team and in that way it's it's important that he comes early. The good thing with him is a versatile player, he can play different positions and maybe we can use him also in different positions. But with the situation of uh, Dani out for a couple of months and, and Kemar who will also be out next couple of weeks for sure, we don't have many numbers in the striking position so that will be the main position first. Danilo and Kamar Roof are maybe the obvious ones, but mm-hmm. news today that Abdallah Sima has been called up for the African mm-hmm. Cup of Nations. Yeah. I think he'll maybe miss a minimum of three mm-hmm. games after the, the winter break. Could be as many as five, I think, depending on how far they yeah. go in the tournament. Having a player like Fabio Silva, who is flexible, as Philip Clement says, that could be a help mm-hmm. in, in that department. Yeah, I mean, as Kenny mentioned there, he can play in a number of positions, but I still think Rangers would have to go out and sign a natural winger. You want to play players in, in their natural positions and show where they feel comfortable, particularly when you're bringing new players to a club. It's all right to be adaptable, but I think that's fine if if you're an established uh, you know player. But to settle in, you want to be playing. and So, I, I, you know, I think... 
always feel a bit sorry for Kemal Roof. He's just, you know, over the last few seasons, he just can't seem to get a run for one reason or another. Seems to pick up injury after injury. So, you know, when you're trying to build a team and build a way of playing, it's hard to bank on him because he, he keeps breaking down. And obviously with Danilo going to be a few months, they definitely needed someone. Obviously a lot of talk about Lauren Shankland and... You know, I, I still thought that Rangers would have went in and, and made some sort of bid there. Uh, that that I, I don't think that will happen now with the this the signing of Fabio Silva. Um, I just think it'd be too expensive um, just now. But I still I still believe Rangers will get in, 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 in as Kenny says maybe look at a wide player and see if they can bring him in. At the times I've seen him with Wolves, he got himself into a lot of good positions. Um, you know, he missed a, a, a real few chances, but I think that weight of expectation was really heavy on his young shoulders. He was signed as was an 18 or 19 year old for 35 million and I just think that, you know, that weight of responsibility probably was a little bit too much pressure on him. I think he's now um, maybe maturing and I think for him to choose Rangers as well was a big statement from his point of view. Um, I think I think he's a, a really good signing for Rangers once he gets up to speed. Um, the unfortunate thing in football nowadays is you're judged almost instantly. I think you have to give him four or five games under his belt just to get him up to speed. And I think after that, um, I think he could be an important signing for Rangers. Gary, does it ease the burden on Cyril Dessers a wee bit as well? There's been a lot of maybe a sort of weight on his shoulders because of the, the injuries to other players in that position. He's had a tough start to his Rangers career. It does look as if he's improving at the moment, but was it crucial he got some help in that department? Maybe not so much help, it probably pushes him more to try and keep the position because he's not got Ruth and Daniel fit to push him for his place, then there's somebody else to, to keep him on his toes, really. Is that quite important in a squad game, Kenny, if if a player doesn't have any direct competition, can can attitudes change? Listen, again, I think that's that's an individual thing. You know, if you're if you're going to get complacent and settle because you know you're the only option there, then then you're not the right type of mentality for those clubs in, in Glasgow. You need guys that are constantly looking to improve. You're actually looking at guys that want the challenge. You know, they, they want to be pushed and they want to say, you know what, I've got the jersey and nobody's taking it off me. That's the type of mentality you need for, 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 for players that are playing in the old firm. But I definitely think that having competition will help, you know, because on a daily basis now. And even, even for the even for the optics, it is thinking, right, now, OK, Philippe Clement's talking about that's going to be the main area that he's going to play and that's going to be there. Now, for your serial Odessa, you've got the jersey. Now you have to be saying, you know what, what a goal would do for me tomorrow on an old firm game, particularly if it was a winning goal and it can keep this young lad at bay who has been bought for big money and coming with a big reputation. That's the kind of guys you want. And that's how you want to respond to these. But big big clubs, you need competition. You've got you've got three competitions you're still going to be playing in. You've got injuries. You, Rangers needed cover. No cover. They actually needed improvements, to be honest with you, in that area of the pitch. So they need, they need body. So obviously Fabio Silva is going to pr- provide that type of competition in the number nine role. Thanks to Gary. Eddie is a Rangers fan in East Kilbride. Philip Clement's first Old Firm game tomorrow. How do you think he'll fare? I um, Well, I'm not overly confident. Um, you know, going to Parkhead, uh, all Celtic fans, no Rangers fans in there. But I'm, just, I'm just glad that we're having a conversation here that Rangers are back in the title race. You know, before Big Clermont came in, you know, and we get beat 3-1 by Aberdeen, you know, we were pretty much giving up on the title. Uh, to be honest, you know, it was all down for there. But since he's come in, he's done, he's done brilliant. And I'll, we'll see how the game, I mean, I would take a draw just now. But I think I think where Rangers can get at them tomorrow is, you know, is our height difference and our, our physicality. You know, I'm not sure what 
central defence he's going to go with. If he plays Big Balogun, who I think has been outstanding since he's come in, so if you get Balogun, Goldson, you've got Dessers, so you've got Seema, you know, we've got a height there. So I think for set pieces, we can cause them uh, a lot of problems. But, you know, a defeat for me tomorrow wouldn't be the end of it. If we win our two games in hand, we're two points behind, we're still, they're still going to come to Ibrox. So just the fact that we're talking here, the Rangers are in the title race, you know, for me, is just brilliant. How much has that shifted just in the last few weeks that maybe at one point it looked as if for Rangers this game would be win or bust, but the fact that they've gone on a good run under Philip Clement, Celtic have had a couple of defeats as well. Rangers still have those games in hand. I'm sure they would prefer the points on the board, although they're obviously not guaranteed points on the board. Is it one that, you know, it is a lot more open now and it's maybe... Maybe not as as crucial in terms of what happens at the end of the season, but still very important. Yeah, absolutely, um, Rangers' consistency is thrown a gauntlet down at Celtic. Uh, you know, until Philip Clement came in, as Eddie just said there after that three-one defeat, uh, there was a, there, there was Rangers were dispirited. There was no doubt there was a a change in atmosphere at Ibrox. You know, there was a real sense of despondency. I think that he has turned that around. Absolutely, the Rangers fans are back on side. There's a different atmosphere at Ibrox. There's a real belief that um, they get into every game believing they can win. They'd lost that, uh, you know, at, at the final weeks of, of, of Michael Beale's tenure. So that's back, and that's really important. But it's going to be even more important to go to Celtic Park and, and, and believe you can get a result because it hasn't happened very often in, in, in recent years. So therefore, uh, you know, th- this is a test, uh, the, the next big test for Philip Clement and uh, this Rangers team. Um, and again, as Eddie said, they are in the mix and they will still be in the mix, you know, regardless of the r- result tomorrow. Um, but as, just say, as I said earlier on in the programme, if Celtic do win... It just puts that wee bit extra pressure that they, they think the next game's command that they then can't afford any slip ups at all. Um, you know, even though with those games in hand, so a huge game for both teams tomorrow. Um, but I think that Eddie's right. There has been a change in mentality from this Rangers team under Philip Clement. He speaks brilliant. I think he's terrific with the media. I think he he comes across really positive. He's a tight manager. You would think players would want to play for. You know, the, the, you know, you, you hear you know players talking about managers with presence when they walk into a dressing room. Walter Smith and these type of guys, there's a presence about them, and Philip Clement seems to have that. Can the Rangers players respond to that challenge tomorrow? Um, I don't think the manager will be, um, you know, uh, uptight about the game tomorrow. I think he'll thrive in this type of atmosphere. But it's the players on the pitch that have got to respond to it, and Rangers need a big performance. I think an earlier caller, I think it was Dominic, said that a draw would suit Rangers better. Do you go along with that, given the, the games in hand, the fact it's at Celtic Park, or do you think it's much of a muchness? Oh, listen, I think I, I think a draw would be a good result for Rangers, I do. Uh, I mean, it stays five points, you know, you've got two games in hand. It means you can go top of the league at some point if you continue to win. I mean, I think one of the games in hand is going to be way down the road as well, so there's going to be a lot of football to be played and potentially points dropped for for either team between them but it's the optics again you're five points behind you've got two games in hand you've got an opportunity to go top and this is again uh, Eddie's right if you'd been think, if you'd been talking like this six weeks ago eight weeks ago you'd have thought if Rangers were to go to Celtic Park and lose then that could have been it you know it could have been it had, uh, had Celtic not slipped up and had uh, Philippe Clement not had this kind of 
consistency his results since he's came in so it's a, it's a big game you know it's a big game for both both managers I think as well it's Philippe Clement's first it's Brendan Rodgers he's got a brilliant record we're talking at the top of the show but there has been obviously a, a bit of negativity surrounding Celtic over the last few weeks so it's a great opportunity for them to, to go and win the result as well and, and get a bit of positivity surrounding their team as well Well thank you to Eddie let's have a go at this teaser again can you name the last eight lone players to score in an old firm match you have already Mohamed El Yunusi and Ryan Kent is Jota one Jota correct he is the latest to do it Ramsey Aaron, Aaron Ramsey, Ramsey is a good shout as well did Carter Vickers did he score whilst on one Cameron Carter Vickers as well we will get the rest after the break Glasgow in the West league leader for 50 years Clyde One super scoreboard into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Kenny Miller here with me, Andrew McLean. There is only two answers to get on the teaser, so I'll tell you what, I think we'll leave that until the end. We have talked plenty about the game between Celtic and Rangers tomorrow. There are some other big fixtures across the Scottish Premiership as well. Just taking a look at them as well, I think... Certainly the one that catches my eye anyway. Motherwell against Livingston. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I said right at the top of the show. Big games at both ends of the table. Motherwell on an incredible run without wins. Uh, can point to some decent draws and good fighting comebacks. That you can spin it in a positive way that you're fighting to the end and you've got a, a couple of late draws as well. But uh, they need to stop. And Livingston equally, you know, on a real bad run. So I, I'm trying to see who would be more important for it. I think it's probably... Listen, I don't even know because I was going to say more <laughs> probably Livingston because if Motherwell can win, it, it kind of cuts them adrift a little bit. Uh, if Livingston can win, it can... expectation on Motherwell I think being so. a home team. I and... think so. I think it, I think there will be, and that's, that's it. I say I've, I've watched Motherwell a few times, and I still think there's like there's more there. You know, they had a they, they had a really good start to the season, and then even in a few of the losses, I th- I'm thinking back to I think it was their first one with St Mirren. I mean, that's way, way back, right? They started this run. That they, uh, they actually played really well. They played really well at Ibrox. They were done by Celtic when they mm-hmm. equalised and then conceded yeah. an injury time as well. So there's a lot of kind of at the start of that run, but they were still playing pretty well. Uh, and that listen, players are, are are confidence animals, you know. Like it's just they'll just be they'll be finding against anyone it doesn't matter if you're playing Celtic or Rangers or Livingston or Dundee at this moment in time for Motherwell every game's going to be really really tough as, as each game goes past the pressure mounts so that's the game that catches eye but also I look at I look at Kilmarnock like Dundee I think it's a decent enough game two yeah. teams that have actually gone well and by the way two guys that know each other really really well so that's a really interesting game as well How frustrating will that be for Stuart Kettlewell and it's something that uh, Stephen Robinson was talking about today that Essentially, your team can go from getting good results to to not getting good results. That you know the the flip of a coin. Essentially, not much has changed, and all of a sudden, form just completely disintegrates. Yeah, I man. Listen, you hear managers saying these things all the time, and it sounds like stating the the obvious about what happens in both boxes. Because Motherwell, as Kenny said, play some good football, but they have just moments where they switch off and and, and some basic defending, and that's cost them. The one difference between Motherwell and Livingston, or the biggest difference, I think, is they can score goals. Livingston just cannot seem to buy a goal just now. And, um, you know, they, they had a clean sheet, um, you know, a few days ago. But they, they, they just they need to find a way 
to, 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 to score goals and I know Davies came out and said look, they need to try and bring in some players who are can start the games you know they missed a couple of absolute sitters and, and Mikey Devlin missed one right on uh, you know the 93rd minute I think the other day there and, and, and these are the type of things when you haven't scored goals you tend to snatch at things so they need to bring someone in which is very difficult with the budget that uh, Livingston have that can help them because if they can't find someone they, they will eventually um, you know the, the, that confidence that belief will de- definitely evaporate and, and I think they will find themselves in real trouble um, Motherwell, I think, can score goals, but they have these moments in games where they just seem to switch off. So, I'm with Kenny. I think Motherwell have got enough ability and enough quality to get themselves out of it. But make no mistake, tomorrow is a huge match at Motherwell. If they don't win, then you know that that is going to be the one that the, the pressure will mount massively on Stuart Kettlewell. I'm sure you've at home heard a few different things mm. on Clyde One over the last week or so. Let's tell you a bit about a bit more about that, sorry. Clyde One. Fifty years as Glasgow and the West's number one. Baby, you Clyde two six one all together now. Yeah the thirty first of December nineteen seventy three was when Clyde One first went on air 50 years ago, almost 50 years ago. We're a couple of days out, but you might have heard that we have been celebrating a bit on air on this show. We've been playing the old theme tune as well. Has that brought mm. back some memories, Jim? Absolutely. You know, I was brought up with uh, Radio Clyde, as you said, from from the very, very first uh, night it was aired. So, yeah, I mean, it brings back uh, a lot of memories. And that, that theme tune, yeah, it's, it's absolutely... Um, you know, stays in your mind from, from, from your brother kid So on the show in the last few nights We've been getting some of the pundits to give us Some of their greatest moments from the last 50 years of Scottish football Putting a football spin on it as we tend to do on Clyde One Super Scoreboard You've given us yours already, Kenny It's your turn, Jim, putting you mm-hmm. on the spot Yeah, I mean, listen, there's, there's plenty you could pick You know, I'm team I was tempted to go for um, I played in the game with Albert Kidd scored two goals in the last game for Hearts against Hearts and Celtic won the league down at St Mirren but I've went for Aberdeen winning the European Cup Winners Cup against Real Madrid in 1983 Choice. because uh, listen a Scottish team to beat Real Madrid it's just unheard of. If you That's think still, about still it now, it'd be ridiculous. The last time I think Real Madrid have been beaten in, in a, a European a, a final. final in 40 years. And Crazy. it was a famous Fergie side. And we know what Fergie done. Phenomenal job at Aberdeen and might have been on to do at Manchester United. But for a Scottish team to win a European trophy, beating uh, a club of the stature of Real Madrid, uh, I think that deserves uh, you know a very valuable mention in, in, in all the, the famous games that have went on through those 50 years. I mean, you could go through the whole team Kenny, but you know, Jim Layton, Alex McLeish, Willie Miller, mm. Gordon Strachan in there as well. I could because I was, was like so four, so I wouldn't <laughs> have uh, yeah. remembered mm. that game. But about incredible, mm. incredible uh, team. I mean, the names you've just mentioned actually worked with some of them. They've worked mm. under their under them as managers. So uh, I mean, wonderful team. And again, a lot of top managers have came out of that team as well. Yeah, yeah. but also young guys that came through. They're like Eric Black and John Hewitt, goal scorers that came through. See, Fergie had this, you know, fantastic talent of bringing those young players through, like say Neil Cooper and George Hughes, as I said to you, Eric Black, these in amongst the guys you mentioned, you know, McLeish, Miller, Leighton, Strachan, all these sort of guys. Uh, just a phenomenal manager with an unbelievable track record. But to win that type of trophy with a, a club, 
you know, Aberdeen. I, I, I just think it just it cements his legacy as probably, if not the greatest manager, one of the greatest managers of all time. Do you remember watching it? Yeah, I mean, again, you go back to that time, nineteen eighty three. Uh, you know, the, these are the type of. Um, I, I mean, I, I, of course. People in Aberdeen, it's not a West of Scotland thing that, uh, you know, we know where the loyalties lie uh, for the majority of listeners to this programme. But when you're a football fan growing up and when you were involved in them, obviously I was playing professional at that time, uh, it was something that uh, you absolutely looked out for. And, you know, to, to, to have that achievement in that, uh, you know, at that time, I think brought tells you the level of Scottish football was at that time. You know, the, there was, you know, you had the, the United side who went on to a European final. Um, you know, the, so the, the, the old firm weren't quite as dominant as they are and have been uh, uh, since that time, really, since that, since uh, the, the, the mid-80s, then, the, the, you know, Celtic and Rangers have dominated Scottish football. But in those, that, that period of time, the late 70s to the mid-80s, uh, maybe just beyond that, then... The, the East of Scotland sides in terms of Aberdeen and, and Dundee United were certainly a force to be reckoned with. Yes, good choice by Jim Duffy. So that will be New Year's Eve, Clyde One's 50th birthday. You can get us between 12 o'clock and 2 o'clock to hear a very special birthday programme looking back on some of our history. But you two have a bit of work to do mm. on the teaser. The last eight lone players to score in an old firm match. You've got Jota, Carter Vickers, Ramsey, El Yunusi, Kent. Odson Edward. Odson Edward, Edward mm. correct. You're going a bit further back mm. for two of them. Craig Bellamy. Craig, Craig Bellamy, Bellamy, fantastic yeah. shout. And the other, mm. you may have played in this game, Kenny. Mm. It is not a name that really hit the heights of Scottish football. It was a mistake by Alan McGregor for the goal. Was it Was it running about a Gordon Strachan era? 2011. Oh. Mm. Fullback. Mm. <sighs> uh, Three initials B E K. No, I'm going to have to put out you out yeah, your misery. Badder El Kaduri. Oh, the goal scorer. That one. Thank you to Kenny Miller <laughs> and to Jim Duffy. Thank you to you at home as well for your calls and just for listening in. We will be back tomorrow, 12 p.m. The huge game: Celtic against Rangers. Mark Wilson, Gordon DL, and Hugh Kevens in the studio with Gordon Duncan. But stay right there because it's the GBX up next.